Today we're going to continue our practice and we're going to see if we can integrate all the practice instructions that you've gotten thus far. I know many of you have used apps to help you practice and to learn. And one of, one of my aspirations for you in the course of this retreat is that you uh, introject these instructions, meaning you, you become familiar enough with them that you can actually give them to yourself, right? That you, you have the, the basic tools uh, internalized to be able to uh, sit down and practice without needing somebody there to whisper in your ear. Hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. can be useful at times. But you yourself are, are training your heart-mind to know its experience in real time. Empowerment. Self-empowerment. Not that there's a self, but... <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so... The first intention is to come into the present moment. Come into the present moment. Recognize what you're experiencing now is happening in real time. Meditation is a real-time practice. Everything that you know is happening in real time. Allow yourself to be aware of and to generate intention, intention, the intention to be present, to your experience with mindfulness and self-compassion. And to know your experience recognizing its uh, impermanent nature. You can find the body now. Find the body, sensations in the body that indicate you are sitting Maybe starting with the places of most dense sensation, most vivid sensation, the touch points perhaps. Briefly checking in with the body and seeing if it 
wants to make any changes in how it's sitting to support alertness and comfort. There may be places in the body that are carrying unnecessary tightness. If you wish, you can invite them to relax. Maybe the shoulders want to lift up and roll back, drop down. So now that you're embodied, you can start your practice with your anchor knowing your primary object first. That might be the breath, might be the body sitting and hearing whatever you've chosen, you can work with that for a while, attend to that. You know that if the mind wanders and gets lost, at a certain point, attention will return, mindfulness will return because you've set that intention. Let the return of mindfulness always be a good thing. Ah, it's back. And you could reestablish connection with your anchor, starting again patiently. From time to time, 
another experience may arise and become the predominant experience, the main thing that's being known by awareness. It might be a sensation in the body. It might be an emotion. It might be a thought. might be a sound. might be a memory. It might be anything. Anything that arises is okay. If something has arisen and has become predominant, you could gently note it. Ah, hearing. Hearing. Pleasant. Letting that newly arisen experience have its life, have it have its expression. As it changes, you could note that, oh, impatient, impatient. or liking, liking. You know your experience because you're attending to what is present. You can just gently name it with a very simple note as a way of helping you recognize what you're experiencing soft little note. After that experience passes away or weakens, you can redirect attention to your anchor.
perhaps a mind state arises. Happiness. Happiness. Pleasant. The mind is knowing this because it's the predominant experience. Happiness is like this. Or perhaps a hindrance arises. Not liking, not liking aversion. Aversion is like this. With some strong mind states or some strong emotions, when they've come to predominance, and you're knowing them, you can recognize sensations in the body that are part of this experience. Oh, aversion. Aversion is like this. Turning to the body, you might notice, say, heat, hot, hot, or tight, tight. Energy. This is the new present tense predominant experience, perhaps. This is the mind investigating or looking into what is already there, not manufacturing it or trying to find something that isn't visible, but just resting in awareness with what is presenting itself. Going back to the anchor, reestablishing connection there as needed. Or when whatever was predominant passes away or weakens. coming back to the anchor if the mind gets lost and spaces out.
breath, breath. Sitting and hearing. Thinking may arise as the predominant experience. This too can be known and noted. Thinking, thinking. Pleasant. Pleasant. Enjoying, enjoying. Or perhaps it's, there's a noticing of the type of thinking it is. Oh, future, future, or planning, planning. Looking at thinking as an event, being known, in the present, inclining the mind to not get lost in the content, but to see it as an event. Thinking, thinking, unpleasant, sadness, sadness. There may be a body resonance with certain thoughts that carry emotion. With care, we can attend to these body sensations with mindfulness. Oh, sadness is like this. Sensations of the body change as they're attended to with compassion and interest.
sensations are an event. They arise and pass away like all things. The mind gets confused, you're tired or lost, remembering to always go back to your your anchor. Or if you get really confused or spun out, you can always open your eyes and take in the, the room and reorient yourself. Just very patient, patient, not needing to make anything happen. Things are already happening. We can just know them, receive them. Allowing experience to be as it is and attending to it with wise intention and mindfulness. So just practice like that.
May our practice be for our own benefit and for that of all beings. couple of announcements and then uh, time for some practice questions. We're going to have group practice meetings today and they will be outside pleasantly, hopefully. Um, And these are the last scheduled uh, group practice meetings. At some point today, uh, we will be putting out sign-up sheets for individual practice meetings. We'll each have one. And um, if you have a particular question related to practice uh, or something uh, pertinent to what's happening here, um, you may sign up. Um, they're going to be 10 minutes each. (laughs) So we won't have time for, you know, a deep personal dive. So, you know, if we we can keep it to Dharma stuff, that's the best use of the time. Not that we aren't enchanting individuals, and you are too, (laughs) that we, you know, but it, but we, you know, this is not, uh, not the forum for that kind of thing, so... So it's, it's Dharma-related, and so if you do sign up for one of those, be specific coming in so you can make good use of the, the time. And there'll be three, three sheets. Pick one. Okay. One, per, one uh, is the max per indivi- individual, Okay. And, you know, understanding that a lot of you uh, don't need and don't want, and that's fine. You certainly won't be hurting my feelings <laughs> or their feelings or anything either. So it's completely discretionary, and if it would be of benefit in a specific way. So that's what we're going for. So those will go up later today. And... I'm guessing, I, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing some of you may be thinking about leaving and what's going on at home and going home and stuff. Am I right? That thought creep in just a little bit? All right, yeah. Okay, so I'll, get, I'll give you the, the trick here. First of all, um, if at all possible, you want to stay to the end of the retreat. 
You know, we've created a, a container here. Um, yeah, these are your peeps now. So this is something we've created a community. This is something we're going through together as a group. So don't you know? Just ditch your friend, <laughs> friends. Um, if uh, you have thoughts coming up about going home, they're just thoughts, right? The, those thoughts are no different from any other kind of thoughts. So if they come up, treat them like any other kind of thought. Like this is arising in real time. Thinking is like this. Oh, future, futurizing, futurizing. Oh, maybe it comes up. Oh, wanting, wanting. Or maybe a thought comes up. Oh, worrying, worrying. Oh, oh planning, planning. Oh, wanting to know, wanting to know. You may have uh, processing kinds of thoughts coming up now. How do I take this home? How do I take this home? How do I take this home? How can I take this home? (laughs) What can I get out of this more? What can I get out of this more? How am I doing? How am I doing? Did I get enough? Did I get enough? Did I make a passing grade? Did I make a passing grade? (laughs) Am I the worst one here? All right. So these are just these are just thoughts, right? Thoughts, emotions happening in real time. See if you can uh, recognize and acknowledge those if they're strong. They're strong and they've become predominant. Other, just work with them as thoughts. Don't indulge them. Right? There'll be plenty of time for reflection um, later on this whole process and. What the hell happened? <laughs> All right, so we've we've got time for a few questions related to the practice. Yes. Um, so I'm doing the in the noting practice mm-hmm. in my meditation, and all of a sudden. Uh, Yes, uh huh. No, it, it can be skillful, even in the insight practice, to sometimes go to loving kindness under certain circumstances. So you, you can work with it like that to go to metta when a difficult state arises to do some metta. And um, the, the other way of being with it in insight practice would be to see if you could pick up noting more specifically in relationship to it and and maybe bounce back and forth between the the thought and the energy of the thought and the body and the sensations of calm in the body. So you were describing a calm body, you're sitting there and all of a sudden a thought that's like got a lot of energy is going on. So if, if in noting it, thinking, thinking, um, wasn't 
sufficient to allow mindfulness just to be with it in a simple way. So just around the noting question, one other way you might experiment with working with that would be to note the particulars of it, like unpleasant, unpleasant, (laughs) energy, energy, unpleasant, unpleasant, uh, difficult, difficult, be with be with that, uh, you know, whatever is there, a little bit, fear, fear, or worry, worry, or anger, anger, or maybe all of these things in some kind of sequence, should they un- it unfold like that. You can go back to the, the calm body, sitting, sitting, calm, calm, at ease, at ease, right? So... This is uh, this would be a way of uh, working with it, where you're actually uh, investigating the particulars that are there. You know, like the paradoxes, specifically looking more more at it, very particularly. So, usually, if the if the mind can note accurately in a relatively neutral kind of way, if it can then mindfulness is still there, right? If the mind can't, like, note accurately in, in a kind of a neutral tone, then that means that, you know, the mindfulness itself is, sh- is shaky. Then it's not a judgment there. This is, this is uh, macro awareness that's recognizing that. Then that would definitely be a clear sign that you want to attend to something else or do something else, right? Because you're just the mind's being absorbed into what's a suffering state. Is that helpful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, you know. Some of these, in some cases, when you you develop more mindfulness and more concentration and equanimity and more skill with the noting, one can actually learn to like pick apart some of these very difficult kind of compound experiences that we can have with the support of the strength of the noting. And and that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to offer this retreat and teach you this technique of noting because it's a huge, huge support in working with difficult states. Where paradoxically when you develop some skill in this, or paradoxically, you've got some other alternative between like being to- overwhelmed by it and pushed under <laughs> into, into suffering uh, or, you know, kind of like fleeing it, right? The mind develops uh, a greater capacity to actually be present with it with some mindfulness and stability of mind through this process of actually investigating it as it unfolds with the support of noting. Okay. But, you know, this is developmental. And we all have stuff where when that comes up, it's like, nah, uh-uh, not gonna, not gonna, can't, no, uh-uh, not indicated. Right? So, you know, it's important to respect that too. Right, you know, you uh, re- respect the um, respect the power that some psycho-emotional, physical patterns have in us. So it's it's not beginner practice 
to go into like your deepest trauma <laughs> in order to get rid of it. Right? We may wish we could do that. And sometimes people come on retreat and, and think, okay, I'm going to go there. I know I've got this thing. I've got this thing and I'm going to go on retreat and I'm going to face it. This time I'm going to face it and I'm going to face it down and I'm going to like take care of it once and for all. No, no, no. Way too aggressive. Way too aggressive. You've got a very specific agenda and relationship to that pattern. And because you have the specific intention to extinguish it forever, you're not approaching it with mindfulness and balance of mind. Right? You're kind of like teeing off against it. If you remember the talk last night, I was talking about Aikido and how uh, the, the energy of meeting experience has, has some wisdom built into it where you come alongside things very often and blend your attention with it as it moves, right? You're not T-boning against your experience and trying to move it or change it or shift it or make it different. So, you know, this is all part of the art of practice, um, is there one more question or so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know if, you, if you're thinking, for instance, um, you know, some religious systems, for instance, uh, Christianity, there is an emphasis on hope, right? As a, right, we, we hope for the resurrection, we hope for, you know, salvation through faith. And um, I, I haven't heard the, uh, anything in Pali translated into hope, I don't think. But however, there is, uh, if you look at, in this tradition, there's this teaching on the five spiritual faculties, which, and uh, the first of these is faith. Faith. Which is a very interesting word, right? Because it's uh, usually uh, translated this. Uh, translated from sadha, the translation is usually faith, but it really talks about a kind of confidence um, that's rooted in one's own uh, verified experience of the truth of the path of the Buddha. So that is something that's emphasized. And so the understanding is, for all of you, even people here, even at the beginning, there has to be some level of confidence for you to be able to do this practice. And initially, it's not necessarily like confidence in the the truth of the Buddha Dharma, but it would have to be you having enough confidence in yourself that you're willing to run, put your energies into running the experiment 
of checking out the truth claims. You know, does this stuff work or does this stuff not work? Right? You have to have some of that in you, right, to even start. And it's some kind of confidence in yourself and in uh, this adventure enough to start that actually results in there being enough energy in practice and effort in practice so that you can, in a certain kind of way, stand up mindfulness to do these practices. Because as you've seen, you know, it takes effort. And effort applied in a particular kind of way. Because this is a, a learning process. And we're going kind of across, you know, our natural organic tendencies in some ways, right? Because we're being asked to do things like, well, you know, turn to unpleasant experience and if it's predominant and be willing to experience it and investigate it with mindfulness and that kind of stuff. (laughs) That's not a day at the spa. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it is time for us to go. So we'll see the folks who are scheduled today um, as indicated on the board. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.